Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, it's time for Charitable Georgia. Brought to you by Bees Charitable Pursuits and Resources. We put the fun in fundraising. For more information, go to beescharitablepursuits.com. That's B-E-E-S charitablepursuits.com. Now, here's your host, Brian Pruitt. Good, fabulous Friday morning. It's another fabulous Friday with three more fabulous folks here in the studio. We're going to start off this morning with Kathy Latham from Cobb Senior Services. So, Kathy, thanks for being here this morning. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So, Kathy is no stranger to the microphone. Kathy has a background in radio. So, uh, you're passionate about seniors. We'll get to that in a second. But if you don't mind, share your story and how you got to where you're at. Well, it's probably pretty prophetic. Uh, when I was three, my next-door neighbor had me by the hand at the back door and my mom was in the kitchen and he knocked on the door and he said, Marge, would you please keep chatty Kathy in the house? She's breaking my concentration. And he was an avid golfer. He insured himself with Lloyd's of London and went to Scotland every year to golf. So he was very into golf and I was breaking his concentration. And who knew that all those years later, uh, he, I guess, made that prophecy over me that I would go into radio. So it was kind of a natural thing for me. Um, really, I did not know what I wanted to be when I grew up, honestly. And my parents kept saying, you're going to college, you're going to college. And I'm like, what's the easiest thing that I can do? And I thought, oh, radio. I already know how to talk and you don't really need a degree, but I'll go. So I did. And within two weeks before I graduated, I landed my first radio job right here in the metro Atlanta area. And I was in Christian radio for about 15 years before I made the switch to government. And that's another story. Yeah. <laughs> Which we'll get to in a second. Um I think it's kind of cool because you shared something the other day that I didn't realize, but uh, you also, your voice is, well, I guess it could be infamous depending on how you look at it, but your voice <laughs> is in the Cobb County Jail, right? Yes. Uh, several years ago, communications asked me to come and record the the welcome orientation uh, video for people who become guests of the Cobb County Jail system. So there you go, Stone. If you're ever there, <laughs> you'll get to hear Kathy welcome you. <laughs> yeah. It'll be a warm welcome. Yes. So I do like the way you talk about it. You are from the government, but you say you're here to help. So go ahead and share Cobb Senior Services, the purpose, what you do, and um, why you're passionate about it. Absolutely. Appreciate that. So actually in 1972, there was this organization that started in Marietta known as the Marietta uh, Services Board, Community Services. And they just started out by delivering meals to homebound seniors. And then when Cobb County government formed several years ago, they absorbed that organization, creating the own de their own department, actually, of Cobb County Senior Services. So we have been proudly serving Cobb County for 50 years with everything from Meals on Wheels, the home-delivered meals, to now we have seven senior centers throughout Cobb County, and we serve the 55-plus population with everything from exercise classes to seminars to um, dances to parties, just to, if somebody wants to shoot pool all day, we have that opportunity for them as well. Table tennis, just ways for people to stay engaged and have socialization. And it's very important now more than ever since we're out of COVID. You know, the seniors were the first ones that the government said, stay home, stay home, stay home, protect yourself. And so many of them did that. And we're still trying to get many back um, because some of them are still 
afraid of being out and not realizing that the senior centers are probably one of the safest places they can go because we do thorough cleaning um, on a very regular basis. So it's been great to see people coming back um, and being engaged and even new people. We are growing our attendance at all the senior centers. You said there's seven, correct? Can you share what parts of Cobb County they're in? Absolutely. We have one in Ackworth, North Cobb Senior Center. Powder Springs is West Cobb. East Cobb is the Tim Lee Senior Center. Um, Smyrna has Freeman Pool Senior Center, Austell, Marietta, and then actually North Cobb has two programs in one building. So seven seven different uh, opportunities for people. Oh, and the Senior Wellness Center. I forgot about that one in uh, Marietta. Awesome. So, um Obviously, if you're a senior, there's a lot to take part of, but business owners can help the senior services as well, right? They can come and do presentations and other things. Can you share how people can get involved? Absolutely. We are always looking for the community to come alongside us by giving maybe an educational presentation. It could be something as simple as the spring is coming. How do I check my air conditioning? You know, what do I need to do to get my house ready for um, for spring and summer? Or as we head into winter, what do I need to do to winterize my vehicle? Um, you know, just things that will help really anybody, but especially the seniors who, who probably need more, um, more information sooner rather than, than you and I, cause you and I are going to scroll through, you know, um, the websites and try and find information and, you know, just, just like there is WebMD, which is kind of dangerous, you know, I'm the type that goes and just finds car places, right. And tells me, and then I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense. Cause they're saying something completely different. But when you hear about it in a safe location, like a senior center from a professional, then it makes sense. Um, another way that the businesses can get involved is to help sponsor events. So when we do do these anniversary parties and, and, big events, we're always looking for somebody who wants to contribute maybe door prizes or to contribute uh, toward the entertainment or maybe provide the cakes or something like that. So there's there's big and small ways that the community can come alongside us, get involved, and we welcome it all. So you just talked about some events. you got a big one come up. You want to share about it? Absolutely. This is my focus uh, up until May 17th, which is the date of the Senior Services Expo and Marketplace. Um, two years ago, we could not have it because of you know, the pandemic. Last year, we brought it back. We had 92 vendors show up and almost 500 people come out and, and attend it. So we've been hearing the chatter early on this year. I'm at 100 vendors now, and people are already wondering who else is going to be there, what can I get. And we're really excited because we've got vendors we've not had before. I just got contacted by a coffee company that wants to come. And um, I have food vendors. I have um, hand sanitizers. I have skincare. There's travel. There's transportation. So we're very excited about all the vendors that are going to come out for this. And it's May 17th from 10 until 2 at the Cobb County Civic Center. Absolutely free, free admission, free parking. There will be some vendors that will have some items for sale, but you don't have to purchase anything if you don't want to. There's going to be a lot of great free information for people to take. Awesome. So one of the things I think is kind of cool is, um, you know, there's a lot of, at least when I was growing up and even now I think with millennials, there's a lot of, uh, I guess, stigmas for seniors. I know my stepdaughter who's 22 and I'm 51 says, well, you're old, right? <laughs> uh, but how do the senior serve? Cause you just mentioned a lot of stuff, playing pool, all kinds of stuff. How does that take the stigma away for, for seniors and being not considered, you know, like rehab or nursing homes or Right. And, and for 18 years, I've been in this role and it's been my, my personal journey to help 
get rid of that stereotype. Yes, we will always have the seniors ha- who have more needs than others, the seniors who are truly um, infirmed and, and need help getting around. But we also have the seniors. I am 58 years old. I am right smack in the, what we serve at Senior Services. I don't feel like I fit the stereotype that comes to mind of a senior citizen. So we are here to help uh, get rid of that stereotype and by offering things like ping pong and, and um, billiards all day long. We have line dance. We have Tai Chi. We have uh, day trips where we take them whitewater rafting. Okay, think about that, whitewater rafting. So we don't really restrict anybody by their age. They restrict themselves by their ability. We meet people at their level of independence, their level of ability, and we meet them there and we work with whatever they want to offer. I can't wait to get that age. That sounds like a lot of fun, right? <laughs> it is fun. Right? So, well, obviously, other than what, what you shared, why are you so passionate about this and passionate about seniors? Well, it's interesting because my grandmother, I was very close. I was very close with her. Um, I'm actually named after both my grandmothers. And Nanny and I just had a very special relationship. She moved down here here for probably the last 10 years of her life. And then when she went back home to Chicago, had some mini strokes. So I went up and stayed with her for a couple of months. And of course, I was the designated driver to all the senior activities, right? So I got to go to the lunches and the dinners and, you know, all the the senior get togethers. And I just fell in love with that group of people. And so it was kind of a natural progression, but I was still doing radio and I started getting public service announcements about Cobb Senior Services. And I thought, well, who are they? So I brought them in for a show very much like this. And I was blown away by what was offered in Cobb County for the 55 plus population. And I made the comment, well, you know, you're having way more fun than I am. And the girl looked at me, she says, I'm not going to have this job forever. Well, we kept in touch for about three years and I would come back and do remote broadcasts and bring them in for updates. And she called me one day and she said, listen, I don't know if you're interested, but I've turned in my notice. So watch the website and apply for the job if you're interested. Well, then her boss, who was the director who had also interviewed, called me about three hours later and said, listen, I don't know if you're interested, but Gwen's turned in her notice, and I would love for you to to apply if you're interested, and I'd like to interview you. And so literally on a Friday uh, in January, I walked away from radio, and that Monday I started with Cobb County Senior Services. And yes, I am from the government, and I am here to help. I'm here to help people realize what is available, not only for the adult ch- the uh, senior, but also for the adult children, because we're the ones that are helping mom and dad navigate this whole aging thing, right? It's new to all of us, and it's new to mom and dad, but we have to go through it with them. So we line up people, experts, especially like like Medicare. I do not begin to understand it. I will never understand Medicare, but we know people who who do understand that that's their passion. And so for me, it's just a natural passion to help connect people with the products, the services, the programs that they need. And I just love seniors because they're real. You know, there's no filter. They're going to tell you what, what, what they think. They're going to tell you what's going on in their life. And you better have time to sit down and talk with them and listen when you say, Hey, how are you doing? And, and I just, I get a kick out of that. I love doing that. And it all stems, I think, from my upbringing and just hanging around nanny. Well, you know, you're, you also, from your radio background, the natural chatty Kathy yes. is there. She love it. But you and I do a lot of networking together. That's how we met. You do. Uh, several different groups, not only in Cobb County, but outside of Cobb County as well. Um, 
Can you share one story maybe that people, because uh, I always talk about the power of networking. What's one story you can share about how positively networking has helped you? Oh, my goodness. There have been people that I've met, especially most recently, because I'm helping to destigmatize what a senior is, right? People think they're all in senior living houses and assisted living, but so many of them are independent. For example, my mother lives down the street. She's 91, lives by herself does yard work. The other day she said, I know you don't want me on the ladder, so will you do this? But she blows and goes. She drives, she does everything. Um, so I am finding people that I network with want to reach people like my mother, people who live in their homes. There's one couple that are in real estate and home inspections. They've already done several seminars at the senior centers. Now Maria will bring homemade ziti and so they will make it a lunch and learn. And then David talks about the things you need to check out on your house and why periodically you need a home inspection. Even if you're not going to sell, you need to find out what's going on under the, the roof so that you can call in the people to make repairs. That has been very effective because they've hit almost all the senior centers and the seniors have been very receptive of that and the staff as well. That's awesome. Um, the other thing I'd like to ask is um, why is it important for you to be involved in the community? Oh, goodness. Without community, none of us could do anything, right? And yes, my 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 passion is seniors, but I do have another passion. Um, I do love children, and one of my dearest friends works for Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. And so I would volunteer for years. Every time she would have an event, I'm like, I'll be there. I'm, I'll be there. And so I got the nickname of as the number one volunteer um, because Pam could, would just say, would you? And I'm, I'm there. I'm there just because I love being out in the community. I love the mission of children's healthcare. So actually I am now on the Cobb community board. So I have a little bit more structure to, to my days and what I do for them. But being in the community is so important because I can't just keep asking for people to support me. It's important for me to come along and support people like you to help be charitable, you know, to help people who need to find um, connections with maybe food pantries that don't fit into our programs. Maybe they're too young. It it just does not work when we just constantly ask and are not giving. And I made that comment recently to one of my coworkers. I said, we are so great at asking, hey, will you support us? Will you come alongside? But we got to stop and think, how good are we at saying, what can I do for you? How can I come alongside you? So to me, it's just very important to be involved in the community, whatever it is, from children to seniors to the ages in between to, you know, to animals, whatever, any way that somebody has something coming up. I'm, I'm there. Um, yes, I am chatty Kathy, but I'm a pe- people person. And so I get my energy from being around others. That's awesome. You know, I, I wish you could preach a seminar on the networking aspect of it to people because there's a lot of people still thinking about it. it's me, 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 me. Right. Um, if, if somebody wants to get a hold of you about your services or if a business wants to get a hold of you, how they can help, how can they do that? Absolutely. So we are very easy to find on the web. It is cobseniors.org. Very simple. Cobseniors.org. Or you can reach me directly at 770-528-5393. Awesome, Kathy. Thank you for sharing your story. You mind sticking around hearing these next two stories? Happy to. Thank so, you. So this is your first time listening to Charitable Georgia. I didn't mention this at the top, but this this is all about positive things happening in the community. You just heard a story about uh, Kathy and her passion for, uh, well, seniors, children, everything in between. We're going to move over now to Mr. Jeff Stone from Clearpoint Associates. So, Jeff, thanks for being here. 
Thanks for having me. Jeff uh, has also got a big heart. He is, uh, I know, worked for, is working currently with a big uh, nonprofit. He's supporting everything that I do uh, monthly by just coming to the events, and uh, he's got a great testimony. So this this is a story about, uh, I guess, just testimonies and stuff. But first, Jeff, you got a pretty cool background. You you shared you played professional soccer, you played rugby, you boxed a little bit, yeah. uh, you worked for the L.A. Times, right, you know, in yeah. L.A.? So just give a little bit of background. Well, I was very small as a child, I was, 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 and I grew up all of a sudden <laughs> out of nowhere. Um, so in general, I grew up in Los Angeles. I grew up in Southern California. I, um, I was one of the first things I did, in, speaking of soccer, is I just happened to be in a very ethnic group, an eth- ethnic area where I grew up. A lot of Armenian folks, and they played soccer. Everyone else was picking – I picked up baseballs and footballs and things of that nature, but I played soccer, and my mom just pushed that narrative and said, go play I was a little bit husky, she said, so go play soccer. So I played, started playing when I'm six, and that just elevated me into different, you know, like everything in life, you find a path, you start doing things, and one thing leads to another. And I tried out a couple of times for, um, for different, uh, like travel teams, and I made those teams. And eventually, as I got into my teens, I was asked to play on the U.S. national team. So I made that. Um, and I traveled six different countries and played all over the world playing soccer. I played against Pele and a lot of different people when I was a teenager, you know. And eventually when I got to be um, 17, 18 years old, my, when my one event happened, there's a couple events happened in, the, in that period of time. Um, I was graduating high school. I was, I was accepted as the, um, as a, uh, alternate for the U.S. Olympic team in 1980. We're going to Russia and uh, Jimmy Carter put an end to that which is ironic that I live in Georgia, you know, so um, to honor him, I guess. Uh, and um, so we did that. My dad, uh, my dad was owned a company called One Stop Posters and he was in Chicago on a, on a, on a business trip. And uh, you may remember the Fair Fawcett poster. Oh yeah, I had one. Uh, that was my dad's <laughs> company. Um, and uh, he died in that airplane crash in Chicago in, mm. in O'Hare, Alpha O'Hare, O'Hare, O'Hare airport. And um, so that was graduating high school. Olympics were stopped. You know, was my turn, my path I was going down and my dad passes away. And so that changed everything essentially. And I, and so I, I had a contract with Pony, Pony uh, Sports came to me and said, Hey, do you, would you be interested in, in us supporting you and, and representing you? And I said, sure. So they said, uh, we, and my mom had scholarships, but, but I, everything was out of the, out of California. And I felt really like I couldn't leave my mom because she just lost my dad you know, then I move away. It would be really kind of un, un, you know, unfair. And I, so I didn't do that. So I signed a contract with the LA Aztecs in Los Angeles, a whopping $33,000 a year and a, you know, and a used car. That was my, that was my bonus, you know, compared to athletes of today, you know, wasn't a lot of money, but I played for the joy of the sport and I played that for a few years and I ended up and I, and I tore my knee out three months into it. I tore my knee out. And so I lost my, I lost, also that was, that was the sort of the trifecta. I lost my soccer career. So, um, once that happened, I was, you know, my early twenties, I, I took up, I took up rugby cause I was sort of angry. Um, and that was a great place to kind of release all that energy and stress and, you know, break nose being broken, things like that. Tear broken. up the other knee. Yeah. Tear the other knee up. Yeah. <laughs> all kinds of crazy stuff. But, uh, so I did that and, um, as I did that, you know, I just got, you know, I was always, always liked to play sports and very competitive person. Um, and I, and I lived through my, my twenties kind of doing that, beating my body up and I'm paying for that now in my, in my sixties. Uh, but, um, so that's my sports side of my life. And, and, um, I moved out to Atlanta, uh, in 1993. So I've been there for quite a while. Uh, and 
And um, as I did that, as I came to Atlanta, uh, I got married, did all the things that I thought were going to work out for my life, and they just didn't work out. Um, but in that process, uh, I had some reflection. If you want me to talk about my walk with Christ. Yes, please. Um, so I'll start off by saying this is that I'm, I'm, I was raised in a Jewish household. So I became a messianic Jew. So I, I but I did, it didn't start off that way. Right. So I was, I was always, you know, going through temple and synagogue and through my family. And that was a very, and I always felt sort of hindered because I always ask about Christ. So who, Jesus Christ was the king of the Jews. And they would always say to me, well, that's fine, but we don't really believe in that. You know, he was a, he was a rabbi, you know, that's what I always, the story I always heard. So, um, so as I looked at my life, looked back, you know, like, like every, every birthday, I looked back at my life. Well, in the past, you know, 10 years, I looked back at my life several times and say, what's really happening in my life? What's really positive? And am I living in, a, in an environment that really nurtures and promotes a healthy lifestyle and a really healthy person and both spiritually, physically, financially, mentally, all those things and bringing myself as a whole person? And I realized that living in a, in a world we live in is very difficult to do that. And I said, why is that? Well, there's evil in this world. And so that evil, I said, has to be a counterpart. And I said, there's God over here. And then I went, okay, where does God sit in my life? And I said, he doesn't, but not, not in, a, in the right way. I was sort of passively in, with God. And then I started reading and I looking at the Bible and reading the Bible and had some friends influence me. And, and I accepted Christ in my life, you know, about six, seven years ago. And since I've done that, I've gotten baptized. I've, I've been on a walk with Christ. And that has really changed my entire life. I mean, to the point where um, I did have a hiccup. My, my, I got divorced about a year ago. Uh, that was a difficult thing. But um, but having God and having Christ in your life, you know, I hand a lot of that off to him. And then I don't have to spend a lot of time in worry or fear and that kind of thing. So that's sort of that's sort of the general nature of my, my path. So you, it's also cool because uh, you and I met just a few months ago, and you, you're, also, you're just very – giving and supportive because uh you know monthly i do a trivia uh, event rotating charities and we'll talk to dan who's part of that as well but you've either come or supported that every month um just by us just talking uh, a few times and uh i just think it's awesome that you can get involved in the community and uh, be supportive so i'd like for you to share first of all um you do a lot of networking now too um and you were you're some of the ClearPoint Associates. Share a little bit about ClearPoint, what you do, and, and how you help others with that. So ClearPoint Associates was was really uh, a um, a business I started because I couldn't get a job. <laughs> it was really I aged out of the aged out of the actual um, uh, job market. You know, they, oh, you're you've got a lot of great resume, Jeff. But and I went, you know, I, I figured out for eight months I couldn't find a job. Nobody would hire me. So I said, this is just God telling me I need to start my own business, you know. So I started my own business and I thought, what am I going to really do here? What, what am I going to really impact? And how do I do this? I just don't want to sell widgets or tchotchkes. I want, I want to really just do something that has some, uh, impact on, on other people and helps people. So I did a lot of research. I found products that I really felt passionate about and those products that I think help people directly either. And I did that through either, uh, I decided health was a big thing. Because we fight health, I think you know when when you're seniors and people we guys get older, you know more aches and pains and more things we deal with. So I thought health is one area. Another area is I love. I came from a lending background, so I like to help people get money, but not money that puts them in a bad position that puts them in a good position. 
So I chose products and I basically broker those products and go out and, net, and, and consult with companies about how to really best facilitate their growth and, and also reduce their overhead by driving costs down on the health side of their business, especially small, medium-sized businesses. Usually people – my, my sweet spot of who I deal with is are companies with 100 employees or less. And I try to help them look at what their overhead and costs are and then, you know, see there's all, there are alternatives to what they're currently spending money on. Well, I know that you uh, have a passion for nonprofits because you're currently working with one of the largest ones, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Um, you know, so that, yeah. but you, you've only been networking that I know of just a few months, right? Yeah. Uh, so do you have a story already you can share from that time period of networking? Well, I mean, the one thing I will tell you, that the, the biggest thing I've learned about networking is exactly what you said, which is not about I and me. I, I go in there really to learn about other people's businesses. And I really have learned, I'll give you an exa- a really good example. Uh, Sarah Mc, um, McCourtney, who does stem cell, or uh, they do a stem cell product. I sat with her the other day and I said, I think we can work with, you know, because really healthcare is reactive. Something has to happen before you go to a hospital or a doctor. I mean, some people, some stuff is preventative. But most people deal with healthcare as a reactive component to their life. I broke my hand. I did something, injured myself. I feel sick. I mean, then I go to see somebody. So stem cell therapy, which I've done a lot of research on, was really interesting to me because that's a re, that's a proactive look at how you keep, you keep your body healthy, keep your mind healthy. Um, I'm actually wearing one of the patches right now on my neck. So, and I feel better. I got to tell you, I feel better from wearing these. Um, and what it does systemically gives you, uh, it helps your body as you get older, uh, reproduce stem cells. So it, it, it helps strengthen your immune system, your metabolism, all these things that are in, in you know, truly clearly going to give you better health as a human being. So when we do that, we were, I'm working directly with her and I'm partnering with her because it didn't start off this way. And I, we, I, I sat down with uh, one of my contractors that is one of my clients. And I said, what's the biggest problem you have when it comes to employees that are calling in sick and doing those other things? Is that a problem for your business? He said, yes, it is. It's a huge problem because he has only 10 employees. So one person leaving that day or two people leaving, especially strategic people that are in his back office or just people that are on the, in the field that have that particular skill set that, that he needs, now that causes him not costs him money. I said, what if we can keep them healthy ahead of time and you can help contribute to their health and then and we can offer a really we can lower the cost of your health and your health cost in two different ways one proactively and one reactively so that's we're already going out to companies right now together sarah and i and i'm bringing her in for a web a small webinar for the employees i think it's really cool because kind of reminds me of our friend bob brooks and preaches all the time collaboration over competition and that's a great example of collaboration even though there really was no competition but it's just it's awesome to hear the collaboration so you just shared a little bit of why you started your business um but uh, you can answer both of these and probably the same thing why is it why are you passionate for what you're doing and why is it important for you to be part of the community well the passion to doing it is really a mission i i've i if we've all probably experienced some level of um, be disenchanted with health insurance. Health insurance unto itself is really anti-health insurance, really anti-health, because everything they did, if you look at what they do, is well, you can't have this procedure because the insurance company won't pay for it. Well, you can't have this pharmaceutical drug because we won't cover that. And people need these things like, you know, some of these, some of these uh, pharmaceutical drugs and, and big pharma, 
$800 for a shot, you know, $500, $1,000 for some pill you got to take and for a child or for, for somebody. And it's expensive for families, you know. Uh, one of the things we found, I found when I, I'm working with uh, FCA, Federal Fellowship of Christian Athletes, is, is, uh, I mean, an app, they are dealing with blue, they're paying $12 million a year to Blue Cross Blue Shield for 1,900 employees. $12 million a year. Every year from 2020 to 2023, they've gotten a million dollar increase in their, in their cost of insurance. Now that's, that's, that's debilitating for them in some ways, but think about the average person that works for FCA makes $50,000 a year. Family of four, family of five, family of, you know, an individual is at over a thousand dollars for the premium. And three thousand dollars the deductible. A family's twenty three hundred dollars they charge, plus six thousand dollars for deductible. And so it's in, it's it's in, it's it's uh, financially inconceivable for a person making fifty thousand dollars a year to support their family, put food on the table, and pay the exorbitant costs of health insurance. And it gets worse and worse and worse all the way through Medicare. It's not, it's not only the, the fact that insurance is bad and not set up right for health. It's also things like Medicare and Medicaid are difficult for, for people like seniors to get the right kind of care from the right kind of doctor. So I found a product. I found a program uh, that we eliminate. We pull the, the insurance company out of the equation and we put together the patient and the doctor like it's supposed to be. So the doctor actually speaks to the patient and doesn't have to worry about CPT codes or other elements of an insurance company. But the patient and the doctor get the benefits of being – A, the doctor gets a benefit of being paid directly by us for the patient. And we pay directly to them in a, and we, we negotiate a cash amount for that for that service. And so they don't have to wait 60, 90, 120, 180 days to get paid by Blue Cross Blue Shield. And they don't have to always have so many people chasing down bills. So that's one benefit. The other benefit is, is the ins- the um, the insured person. Uh, we cover them up front for the cost of the services. So we pay it ahead of time. So there's all you got to do is go to the doctor, and the procedures they want get done. So the doctor prescribes something that gets done. There's no insurance company that sits between the the patient and the doctor. So um, and then we have all kinds of same. It's a similar mirror of what an insurance company does, but we do it with a nonprofit, and we every dollar goes into our fund. About only about thirty cents goes out for care claims per dollar, whereas an insurance company charges you the premium, and then you don't get services until you pay off the deductible. So you really don't have insurance until you pay the deductible off, but you pay a very high premium to have that service. So my passion was, well, this is ridiculous. This is a ridiculous thing. And then just recently, and then really what sparked this whole thing, Brian, was um, and you may be aware, I may not be aware, but Blue Cross Blue Shield, Aetna, Cigna, United Healthcare, Humana, they have because of equity in our society, everything has to be equitable. Um, they changed the uh, gender reassignment surgery from in all their uh, literature from uh, alt, an elective surgery to medically necessary. So now they can legally, they can literally go in and take your daughter or son that's 10, 12 years old heading into puberty. And, and if you have any reason to think that and you send that, send your child in to see a therapist, it's just a money making proposition for the insurance companies and they can give them hormone blockers and they can actually lead them right into the, into surgery. Our U.S. government right now, uh, Joe Biden has actually put a bill out. They have a bill right now sitting in, in Congress uh, that would allow that is forcing Christian hospitals to perform gender reassignment surgery. So when you get to this place where the irony is, is that a woman 
who needs um, maybe breast augmentation, it would be it'd be elective surgery for her. So she'd have to come out of pocket for all this money to try to do this. But I could say I, I relate as a woman, and because of equity, I can get a breast implant. They'll pay one and medically necessary. So this was a for me. This was a driver. It became more than just going out and helping people save money. That's a great bonus. But really, the big um, the big push for me is I don't want to see my children or my children's children or my friend's children or any child uh, that's going through the difficulty of living maybe in a, in, a, in a position where they feel different or something like that mm-hmm. and being forced into a system that will, they'll never get out of and will ruin their lives and they'll be somebody that's lost in their life and life is too precious to be doing that. So those things are really drivers for me and that's my passion to do what I do. How about being part of the community? Why is, I mean, that's a lot, but there's got to be another reason too why you think it's important to be part of the community. Well, I mean, you can't, you can't get things done without other people. It's a village. So you've got, you've got to, you've got to bring people in. And and I think about, you know, giving more than you take, you always get more than you give. So I'm, 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 I'm a big giver. I just think that giving, whether it's my time, my energy, my money, you know, I believe in tithing. I believe in, in giving my church money. I believe in giving God praise. I believe in giving myself to, um, out there because I think when you give, you bring, you build trust with the community. You build, and I'm looking, that's what I look to do in the community is to build trust among my peers and among people that, that I don't even know. I bring people all the time and I, I talk to people and try to build a better, to me, we build a better world one person at a time. I mean, it's nice to be in front of a group or be in a platform like this, but to me, uh, discipling and ministering to people is a one-on-one opportunity where God puts you in front of people that need help, that need a voice, that need somebody to pick them up. And so I, I believe the community is, is a big part of what I do. And, and I, and I love people. I really do love people. I mean, I, I, I hate being alone. I don't like the solitude thing. I, I do. So I, I'm a single and I saw I'm sol- um, in solitude a lot, but I love being around people. Yeah. It just, it's, you know, once in a while it's okay to be in a room, but I get after you, like you, I, I gotta be around people all the time. So, um, the, I wanted to ask the Clearpoint Associates. So you talk about the, the the medical piece and the insurance. Can that, is that available to individuals as well? Yes. Okay. Individuals or businesses. I mean, I focus on businesses because I can touch more people that way, and I can really reduce. And it's another that's another part of it is that if I can save a business sixty um, percent, as an example, the twelve million dollars that FCA is looking at spending this year, uh, we can we we've just proposed to them uh, to do it for five point five million. Wow. So we saved him $6 million. I mean, we went to the CEO and said, Hey, what would you do with $6 million right now? Well, you can do a lot in the charitable, charitable space that, that $6 million. What would you do with $6 million, Brian? Would be pretty nice, right? To have for your charities. And so, um, yeah, we've just saved, we just uh, put money, more money in these companies' hands. And that to me strengthens our community and strengthens the, the, the financial stability of small businesses. And, and I think all that comes together as a way to benefit people and benefit the benefit everybody in the society. All right. So if somebody's listening, you know, whether it's an individual or a business owner or somebody's in charge of those for the business, uh, share with how they can get a hold of you to talk about that. So you can reach me. I'm at, um, uh, a couple of places that the, the, you can go to the website, which is for the healthcare side of it. It's called mightywellhealth.com. And, uh, that's a website we have I'll tell you about the whole entire thing. It's not like insurance. It's fully transparent. You'll see rates, everything around the website. So all of that, that's probably the best place to see this program. 
Um, you can reach me uh, via my email. Probably the best way to reach me is email, and that's uh, Jeff at ClearPointAssociates.com. Awesome, Jeff. Well, thanks for coming and sharing your story. Mind listening to this this next story? No, it's fine. So, Dan Bruton, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So, so Jeff yeah. gave you a, a a title earlier that I thought was pretty cool. It's, what was that, Jeff? Quadra? Quadrapreneur. Quadrapreneur. So, because Dan does a lot. I mean, he's a broker with High Caliber Realty. He runs St. Angelo's. He's on a board for a, uh, the gift. Uh, the giving garden, giving garden. Uh, you coach your, your son's teams, um, and you're a husband and you got to do all this other stuff. So um, a lot going on. There sure. is. So yeah. do you sleep at all? About four or five hours a night. Yeah, all right. All, all right. So, yeah. well, I appreciate you being here. Thanks for coming. <laughs> um, share a little bit, first of all, about high caliber, high caliber. Um, been with them for about four years. Just recently became a broker with them. Uh, we're a little boutique broker out of, uh, Kennesaw, Georgia. Uh, and we just sell real estate. We're uh, brokered in seven states, uh, all the way out to Alaska. Our broker actually ran the Iditarod in Alaska uh, several years ago, so it's kind of a cool story. Only one in Georgia to finish. So. Yeah, if you listened a couple yeah. weeks ago, Bill was on here, so yeah. it was it's awesome. Yeah, he, he he did great out there, and he still supports supports the uh, the program out there and goes out there for opening day races and stuff like that. And so um, we're pretty pretty active. Yeah, we're not real flashy, and you know you don't see our billboards everywhere, but we just focus on helping individuals and, and selling real estate. So do you do both commercial and, and uh, you know, individual? I do mostly residential. residential. I do some uh, small commercial and I have an investment. Uh, I'm an investor as well. I have an investment in a small commercial piece of property as well. So um, yeah, it's a little bit of everything. We do land as well. So, well, so I think a lot of people, most people know you who, who do know the community aspect of it, um, know you more for St. Angelo's and Emerson mm-hmm. at Lake Point. Um, share a little bit about St. Angelo's. First of all, how, well, you guys are the oldest bar in Emerson is the, is the, it's, it's, it's a, a joke, but it's a tagline. It it's is. real. Mm-hmm. Um, but share about this story if you can about St. Angelo's and then we'll talk a little more about what you and I are doing. Okay. Well, uh, I, mo- I moved to Atlanta in, uh, 06 with a, a big corporate chain. And then, um, I switched to another corporate chain about eight, nine years after that. And then I said, well, you know what? I really want to get involved in small business. I love food. I love people. I'm like, got connected with this guy, Sean. Sean owns St. Angelo's. And uh, he says, hey, I'm opening a spot in Emerson, Georgia. Would you like to run it? I said, okay. Sounds like a great plan. So I left my corporate job in uh, Midtown Atlanta and uh, came up to uh, Emerson, Georgia. Didn't know anything about Emerson, Georgia. Uh, town of about 1,600 people. And uh, went from the big city of Atlanta to Emerson, Georgia. And I was like, okay. Let's make this happen. So we did. So we've been there since uh, 2016, little family-owned restaurant. Uh, we do a lot in the community. We support a lot of local high schools, kids, athletes. Uh, we do trivia with you. Brian, you've been a great part of that. Um, and it's just, you know, we're, we're homemade homemade food. And uh, when you talk about uh, being in service, and, and uh, if you want to be in service, work in a restaurant for a little while, and you'll, you'll learn all about service. So. I love serving people and I love, I love food. Well, you've seen the Lake Point grow. I mean, uh, since you've been there, they've added the bowling alley. There's all kinds of stuff going on, but I do want to touch on what you guys do in the community with St. Angela's because, um, like you said, you guys do a lot for the school. So uh, a few years ago, Stephen Norton and I had a magazine called Northwest Georgia Rising Stars and we were going out introducing this to the schools, the idea, the concept of it. And Dan partnered with us and provided lunch for the coaches for all the high schools in Bartow County. Um, and it's just, you know, 
just to do that in itself is an amazing, but you, I know you do stuff for the Red Door Food Pantry. You do other things. You and I are partnering right now doing a monthly trivia show, Rotating Charities in Bartow County. So I appreciate you opening up to do that. And it's been an amazing journey. Um, I started the trivia there when I was working for Team Trivia and I was your host there for, for many years and kind of the idea of that together and merge the charity thing was a natural thing, but you also provide the lunches for the learning table for the Carswell business club. We do yes. there that once a month as well. So there's a lot that you provide for the community. So share a little bit, first of all, what people can expect when they come to either a trivia night or the learning table. Um, what can they expect from the food? Cause if, first of all, and Jeff knows you've come, if you walk away hungry, it is your fault. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I would say that's true. Uh, you're also not only known as the oldest bar, but you have the best wings in Bartow County. But we share do. what people can expect from there. So what you can expect is, uh, you know, our, it's just homemade food. We, we have everything's fresh. We make it on site. Um, I think our freezer is about the size of your freezer at your house. Uh, we have like French fries and mozzarella sticks in it, and that's about it. Everything else we either make or we bring in fresh. And, uh, you know, it's just a little – little local mom and pop flair restaurant that uh we just focus on great food great food quality great service the staff's friendly smiling um and in this market it's hard it's hard to find you know everybody's struggling for staff so we've been very fortunate to have a lot of long-term staff and staff that just gets gets the message of hey we're here to serve people we provide great food and a great great atmosphere uh, it's a sports bar in emerson's italian sports bar if you will um, got plenty of TVs, all the games on, um, just great energy in the restaurant. It's just a good feel there. You've had plenty of people uh, from the sports world that are considered celebrities come in there, too, from my understanding. There's been Shaquille O'Neal's been in there, right? Uh, I believe so, yeah. I've also heard Derek Jeter was in there at one time. He was. Um, you know, so you've got some some big names. And um, one of the things, can you share, I know one of the pieces that's really popular is your cheeseburger pizza, but is that your mm-hmm. most popular pizza? Uh, we sell more cheese pizza and pepperoni pizza. People like the the staples, you know, just cheese. But we do we support a lot of birthday parties and stuff, and they they for the kids and stuff. They just kind of go with that. But uh, we have a pizza of the month every month that we special. We we knock the price down quite a bit to uh, kind of walk people through the menu on on our pizzas. So every month we have a pizza of the month, and uh, that goes over really well. Of course, you can create your own pizza. We have plenty of toppings. If you, you want to start with a cheese pizza and add um, just about anything that you want, we have it. Um, we have a great gluten-free pizza for people that are a little bit more health conscious or, or have the gluten intolerance. Um, I have a couple of people that just buy the crust and make it at home. So, uh, the product is very good. Uh, you know, when the gluten products first came out, they were a little bit, a little bit heavy, but now over time, you know, technology and everything that they, they've really done a great job and we, we landed on a great product that a lot of people love. And, and I will say for that, my mother is gluten intolerant. And so she, that, that is her favorite place to go to gluten free pizza because that's like you said, it's fresh and all that. You also are very willing and working with folks. We have a couple of people that come that are uh, severely allergic to gluten to the events and you allow them to get the gluten free as part of the, the deal we're doing. So I also have to give him a credit because he's helping my sponsors for this event by letting us leave the banners and stuff up all year long, not just the night that we have the trivia. So they're getting the advertising along. So I thank you for that. So um, now let's talk about the giving garden. Yes. Um, You, you are on the board for that. I'm on the board. So in my passion for food and people, um, I was at this church uh, down in Mableton and there was a property next to the church. And we're like, this would be a great spot for a garden. So Judy, and uh, Jake and I we were like, let's start. Let's start a garden. So we we started the garden. 
to started in 2016 and we're just turned into, it's an amazing thing. We actually purchased the property a few years back. Um, and, uh, we're just a nonprofit, um, community garden. And, uh, and we, and since then we've started some educational programs and camps and stuff to educate people about food. And then, uh, we have some farm animals there as well. So we do camps and talk about different animals, goats and donkeys and rabbits. We have about 35 chickens. Um, so people can uh, sign up for summer camps or um, programs and just come out or just come out to the garden and hang out. It's a great space, a green space just to come, you know, hang out, sit outside, read a book, whatever you want to do, get away from uh, the craziness of life and just hang out. Um, and we also, once a quarter, we do different things. We just had an Easter egg hunt free to the public. Um, there's things you can purchase there as well. Um, and you can support the garden by doing stuff like that too. We, uh, we sell some of our plants. So if you're looking to start your own garden at home, you can purchase plants from the garden and support the garden and then, uh, get your own garden at home. Uh, we'll do a pumpkin pan- pumpkin patch in the fall where you can buy pumpkins for, um, Halloween and stuff like that. And, uh, we'll have a little trick or treat thing for the kids and stuff. So it's a great program, um, uh, green space and, uh, you know, it's educational and, uh, we have a, a fridge where we, we provide produce and stuff that people can get for free, 24-hour access, and uh, just like a, a, um, a garden fridge pantry type thing that, um, you know, we, we just give back to the community. You said it's in Mableton. Can you share where in Mableton it's at? It's on uh, North Cooper Lake Road, 75 North Cooper Lake Road down in Mableton, yeah. Other, <clears throat> excuse me. Other than coming and purchasing you know, plants or, or pumpkins or things like that, how can other people help support the garden? Well, uh, you know, we're nonprofit, um, which means, you know, we need a lot of hands to make light work, right? So, um, if, if you have an organization that's looking to do a community project, there's some schools that have to do community projects and they partner with us. Uh, it's a great opportunity to, to partner with the garden and, and do a community service day for your school, uh, or, or your business. If your business likes to get out in the community and do stuff, um, we certainly need hands for, for different things and we have different projects. Sometimes we're building stuff, sometimes we're moving stuff, sometimes we're, just weed in the garden or, or what have you. But uh, there's always something going on there. Of course, we're nonprofit, so, you know, donations would help too. So you can donate as little as $5 a month or, or a lump sum or, or however that works for you. And sometimes we just need people to go pick up stuff. You know, hey, we need chicken feed for the chickens. Is anybody available? And we just need a volunteer to go pick that up. So there's many ways you can get involved and volunteer. And um, some of it's just, you know, sweat equity. Some of it's time and, you know, a little money wouldn't hurt either. <clears throat> you like I said, you do a lot. Um, so, Sherry, you said your passion is food and people, but why is that? Because uh, everything we just talked about that you do, that it's an amazing thing, but why is that your passion? I think it stems from my grandma. My grandma's Italian. She's from Naples, Italy, and she had this little kitchen. It's about the size of probably most people's bathrooms now, and she could cook for an army of people out of that little kitchen, and it was like homemade, just, I mean, Italian just meatballs, spaghetti, pasta, fish, whatever you wanted. She could whip out out of that kitchen, and I, I, I was amazed by it. So growing up with her, I ate a lot of pasta and a lot of food, and I just I just love food. So I love cooking at home. I love cooking. Uh, it's just, just something I like to do. Well, so, you can tell I love food, so it's not a problem for me either. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so you do a lot of networking as well. I mean, we have all are part of some of the same circles and stuff. Can you share a story that's of networking that's been positive for you? I think the most positive thing for me is just, um, you know, going into networking. I, I don't go there necessarily for myself. I go there to see how I can help others. I think that's the the best story um, because it does take a village. A lot of people say, say it takes a village to raise your kids, but it takes a village to raise the village as well. So 
I go in with the mindset of, you know, I, I know what I'm doing and capable of doing. I'm, I'm seeing what I can use my talents and abilities or space at the restaurant for whatever I can do to help somebody else out. So, um, like big rich comedy, he, he, he's, you know, he's looking to book stuff. I said, well, if you ever have a, a, a booking that you need a space for, reach out to me. I'll see if I can, you can just use my space if it's available, you know, just stuff like that, seeing how I can help other people in the community. And then from that, it's just, um, the collaboration with, you know, I talked to other agents and, and networking and we bounce ideas off each other and, and different scenarios. So, so you can learn as well and, and teach at the same time. So as I'm learning from another agent, I can teach them what I did in a similar situation or what have you. So, and then the third part is just connecting people, right? If, if somebody's looking for something and I know somebody that kind of does that or, or knows somebody that knows somebody that does that. And Brian, you're really good at that. Just connecting people with people that can help them out. So whether I do it directly or just introduce them to somebody that can, can get them where they need to go is, is a big one for me on the networking side. Anything you can tell us different you can share about why it's part important for being a part of the community about, I'm sorry, being part of the community. Um, other than what you've already shared. Yeah. I I think it's just important to get out in the community and, you know, and I have kids, I like to know what's going on in the community. And the more I'm out in the community, the more I know, um, you know, what's a good, um, positive, comfortable environment for my kids, my family. And, and, and sometimes, you know, there's areas that maybe are not so positive. And with that, um, not necessarily that I need to stay away from it, but how can I impact that to make that more positive for that, that specific area of the community? So, um, but I, th- I think it's just important to be out there and, and involved. Um, uh, I coach my son's baseball games. I'm, I'm very involved with Smyrna Little League. Uh, on that aspect, I got uh, three kids in three different leagues there. So we're constantly at the baseball fields. We're doing uh, football on Friday night. So I'm helping coach that. So um, I got a lot going on, but uh, it's all good stuff, all positive stuff. It's, it's, uh, and stuff I really enjoy. You know, when I wake up in the day, I'm saying, it's going to be a good day. I know it's busy, but it's good. It's all good stuff. You know? Well, I was going to ask, yeah. how do you, how do you, um, manage the, all of the work life with family time? Cause there is a lot going on. So how do you, how do you balance that? Well, I'm fortunate in the sense that I can write my schedule for, for everything I do. So on the real estate side, I can schedule things when I need to schedule them on the restaurant side. I schedule things. I mean, there's times I need to be there, but for the most part, I can write my schedule. If I need to work in the morning, I can work in the morning. If I need to work at night, I can work at night. Um, so, uh, it, it's challenging cause there's a lot of moving parts, but, um, you know, fortunately I'm able to schedule, um, for the most part, according to what I need to do and get things done. How do people separate you? Cause most people, especially up in the Bartow County area don't, um, relate to the high caliber part. They're, mm-hmm. they're mostly of the St. Angelo's part. How can you separate those two moving forward with some folks? That's a great question. I don't know. I think, I think I'm always going to kind of be tied to both, which is fine. You know, I think people know me as the restaurant guy and, uh, hopefully they'll know me as the real estate guy as well. So, yeah, but I think it'll, it'll be twofold for a while. All right. Yeah. The other thing, we won't hold this against you, but he's a Florida Gator fan. So, I am. Um, <laughs> no, I, I actually went to school there. So, yeah. I, okay. I, I well, that, can, that makes a little know, sense. It's not yes. like some of these schools that yes. uh, have fans that people don't go there. They, All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, all right. So if somebody wants to get a hold of you either for the real estate, for a uh, restaurant, for, cause you guys do some catering as well or birthday parties, mm-hmm. wanting to get involved with the giving garden, how can somebody get a hold of you to, for any of that? Um, so for the, for the restaurant, it's Dan at St. Angelos. It's S T A N G E L O S dot com. Um, St. Angelos is how it sounds phonetically. And then for real estate, it's Dan at high caliber realty dot com. Uh, for the giving garden, it's our giving garden dot org. Um, it's a nonprofit down in Mableton. Uh, 
beautiful website. It's got all the information on there, camps, programs, pop-ups, all that kind of stuff, uh, spot to donate, uh, spot to volunteer as well. So that's a great resource. Uh, and then if you just want to call me, my number is 770-876-7243. Cell phone. Awesome. Dan, thanks for sharing your story. Before Thank you. When we wrap this up, I always like to ask this question wrapping the show up. I'd like for each of you to share either a word, a quote, some nugget to live today and beyond with um, – to, to leave somebody with some positivity. Kathy, I'll start with you. Oh, put me on the spot. Um, why don't we pass it off to Jeff? All Let right, me think we'll, about we'll come that back. one. So how about you, Jeff? <laughs> well, I always, you know, I think of, you know, inspiring things. I like a lot of inspiring quotes, but the one that always sticks with me is only those who are willing to go too far never know how far one can go. Mm. Mm. That's a, it makes you think too. That's good. Yeah. Dan, what do you have? We'll come back to Kathy. Uh, I heard one the other day, so I'm going to steal it from from this guy that we had in the networking group uh, along the lines of inspiring, um, and I hope I don't uh, mess it up, but he said, uh, I want to – I inspire to inspire before I expire. Wow. So he plans to inspire other people before he expires. So oh, that's I, good. I, nice. I thought that was pretty nice. uh, pretty moving. Yes. Uh, new guy new to the group, and he just came out with that. So I thought that's pretty pretty good, pretty yeah. strong right there. Can I give Kathy one more second? Sure, yes. <laughs> sure, go ahead. I would say for the idea that we're all networking and stuff like that. One thing I really I tell my kids this, and I and I I think that's important for networking is um, seek to be interested, not interesting. Yes, that's, that's a good, good. point. You know, and if you, because I notice a lot of people in networking are trying to be interesting. Oh, I do this and I do that and I'm this and that. Well, no, be interested instead. I've, and I'll touch on that because we had a young man start coming and he, um, I was, we would go around the room and people thank you for, for introductions or referrals and stuff like that. And, and it happened to be one day that I had given a lot of folks some, some folks, uh, you know, introductions or whatever. And I was getting thanked quite a bit. And this young man, he was new to networking emailed me like right after the meeting and said, Hey, you can give everybody else referrals. Can you send me some? And my email back to him was, you can take this however you will, but you need to come in and establish relationships and learn more about them before you start selling a thing. He's never come back to a meeting since. Wow. So, all right, Kathy, what do you have? Well, we do do business with people we know, like, and trust. Right. And if you don't spend time with someone, you don't know them. You don't learn to trust them. Right. Right. And you don't find out what they do. So I think we've all touched on it the same. Um, you have to inspire others. You have to be interested and you have to listen. Chatty Cathy, you know, it's easy for me to engage, but I have to stop and really listen to people, not just hear, but listen. Um, so that's very important, I think, for all of us to take on a daily basis. But then it goes back to scripture for me, to whom much is given much shall be required. There's not one person in this room who's not been given much. And we are required to take what has been given to us, be good stewards of it, and not keep it in our hands, but to pass it along, whether it's knowledge, whether it's tangible goods, whether it's finances, our time, whatever it is, we have to be willing to give. Awesome. Yes. Well, again, Kathy, Jeff, Dan, thanks for coming. Everybody out there listening, let's remember, let's be positive, let's be charitable.